When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 92 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving with your friends and family and you're avoiding all the madness and crowds of this Black Friday by listening to this podcast instead. To help keep you away from the hordes of bargain-seeking shoppers, we bring you the November 19, 1953 broadcast of the Jack Benny Program and the November 27, 1945 broadcast of the Bob Hope Show, which was broadcast live from the University of Southern California. program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, last Thursday was Thanksgiving, and Jack invited his whole gang over for dinner. But let's go back to the day before Thanksgiving. As we look in on Jack's home, he and Rochester are taking inventory to make sure that they have enough of everything for the big event. They're checking all the items in the pantry. As Rochester calls them off, Jack is writing them down. Two cans of corned beef hash. Two cans of corned beef hash. Three cans of cranberry sauce. Three cans of cranberry sauce. Two bottles of A1 sauce. Two bottles of A1 sauce. Ninety-seven bottles of olives. Ninety... Wait a minute, Rochester. Isn't that the same amount of olives that we had last year? Yeah, we don't use any since Phil Harris left the show. <laughs> oh, yes, Bob Crosby isn't a martini man. Continue, Rochester. Two bottles of vanilla extract. Two bottles of vanilla extract. One bottle of Lydia Pinkham's. <laughs> One bottle of Lydia Pinkham's. Twelve slices of white bread. Twelve slices of white bread. Seven slices of whole wheat bread. Seven slices of whole wheat bread. Oh, say, boss. What is it, Rochester? When we come to the toothpicks, let's just estimate. <laughs> okay for the plain ones, but the colored ones will count. Now, let's finish this. Yes, sir. Six bottles of ketchup. Six bottles of ketchup. Six bottles of chili sauce. Six bottles of chili sauce. Three cans of Puss in Boots cat food. <laughs> Three cans of Puss in Boots cat food. Boss, why have we got that? I borrowed it from the Coleman's. But, but we haven't got a cat. Why did you borrow it? Well, they were out of butter, and I didn't want to leave empty-handed. <laughs> We'll use it someday. Continue. 
One sack of Idaho potatoes. One sack of Idaho... Rochester, answer the door. I'll finish the inventory. Yes, sir. Hello, Rochester. Oh, hello, Miss Livingston. Welcome to Ralph's Supermarket. Uh, what? Come right in. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Uh, what are you doing up on that stool? I'll be finished in a minute. I'm just putting some stuff back on the top shelf. Would you please hand me those two jars of caviar? Oh, fine. Fish eggs from a frightened mackerel, and he calls it caviar. <laughs> Mary, why do you have to come over here and... Jack, look out! The stool! The cans are falling! Ooh. Uh, Jack, are you hurt? No, no, I'm all right. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> With those fish eggs in your ear, you look like you're going upstream to spawn. <laughs> Upstream to spawn, upstream to spawn. A man nearly kills himself, and you talk about romance. <laughs> now, I don't care. Answer that, will you, please? Okay. Hello, Mr. Benny's residence. Hey, Mary, how come you're answering the phone? You got new claws in your contract? <laughs> no, Bob. Jack would have answered it, but he can't. He's lying on the floor. Oh, holy smoke, he's getting as bad as my musicians. <laughs> uh, it isn't that at all. He fell off a stool. Oh, well, that's what the boys in the band do. <laughs> Look, Bob, it's kind of hard to explain, but he fell while checking some stuff in the pantry. The pantry? Yeah, he's making sure he's enough of everything for his big Thanksgiving dinner. You're coming, aren't you? Oh, sure, I bought my ticket two weeks ago. <laughs> Oh, that was smart. There's no sense waiting till the last minute when the scalpers get hold of them. Uh, just a minute, Bob. I'll let you talk to Jack. Jack, it's Bob Crosby. I'll take it. Hello, Bob. Say, Jack, I wonder if you could give me a couple of extra tickets to next week's broadcast. Well, I might be able to scrape up two. Who are they for? Well, to tell you the truth, they're for Remley, but he was afraid to ask you. Well, he should be after what happened last time. He gave that ticket to his girl, and she almost started a riot in the studio. Imagine her walking up and down the aisle doing a thing like that. Oh, but that wasn't her fault, Jack. The band never should have played A Pretty Girl Is Like a Melody. <laughs> All right, but where did she get the balloons? Where did she get the balloons? Where'd you get the pen? Never mind. All right, Bob. I'll give you the tickets at rehearsal. Thank you, Jack. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bob always has to call me when I'm busy. Oh, Rochester. What is it, boss? I knocked over all these cans when I fell off the stool. Will you pick them up while I go on with the inventory? Yes, sir. Mary, will you please help me? I'll call off the items and you write them down. Oh, sure, Jack. Five bottles of vinegar. Five bottles of vinegar. Three bottles of real lemon juice. Three bottles of real lemon juice. 4,500 cans of Minute Maid orange juice. 4,500 cans of Minute Maid orange juice. Wasn't that a wonderful guest spot I did on Bing's program? <laughs> I had to give 500 cans to my agent, you know. Now, let's keep going, Mary. One leg of lamb. 
One leg of lamb. Two packages of bacon. Two packages of bacon. One side of beef. Jack, that's me. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 hello, Don. Hello, Jack. Hi, Mary. Hello, Don. Jack, I know you're very busy, but I brought the sportsman quartet with me. They want to run over the commercial for the program. That's nice. And by the way, Don, I hope I didn't forget to invite you and the sportsman to Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, no, you invited us. Jack, I feel awfully popular this year. Popular? Yeah, beside your invitation, I've been invited to Harry Von Zell's house, Dinah Shore's house, and Jimmy Wallington's house for Thanksgiving dinner, too. Which one are you going to? All of them. <laughs> oh, silly me. Well, Don, I'm really kind of busy getting things ready for my dinner. Well, Jack, this commercial won't take very long, and it's in keeping with the Thanksgiving spirit. Oh, well, then let's hear it. All right. Take it, fellas. I thank you, my darling. I offer thanks to you. For all the lovely delight I found in your embrace I'm thankful though I know it's ending all too soon And thanks for unforgettable nights I never can replace And memories that linger like a haunting It is better to have loved Don, I've been wanting to ask you something for a long time. What is it, Jack? Well, even though the sportsmen have been with me five years now, I never did find out how they formed their group. Funny, I've never asked you about that. That's quite an interesting story, Jack. It started up in Las Vegas, you Las see. Las Vegas? Yeah. Two of the boys were singing as a duet in the Flamingo, and two of them were singing as a duet at the Sahara. Uh-huh. And just by chance, they got together and formed a quartet. Well, I'll be done. Two and two. They made four the hard way, didn't they? <laughs> Well, so long, Don. See you and the boys Thursday. So well, I better go back and finish the inventory. Say, Mary. Uh, just a minute, Jack. Go ahead, Rochester. Twelve cans of crushed pineapple. Twelve cans of crushed pineapple. Nineteen cans of condensed milk. Nineteen cans of condensed milk. Two thousand four hundred and fifty-six cans. 
Cans? Cans of what? Just cans, Mr. Benny. Don't throw nothing away. <laughs> Certainly not. I, I, I paint them and hang them on Christmas trees. Now, Mary, I can finish this up with Rochester, so... Shall I answer it, boss? No, don't bother getting down from the stool. I'll answer it. I had to get this inventory finished before we... Oh, Mr. Benny, I just came over to ask you if oh, you... Oh, hello, would... Dennis. Hello. Mr. Benny, I just come over to ask you if you... How would... do you feel, kid? Fine. Mr. Benny, I just come over to ask you if you... Close would... the door, will you, Dennis? Okay. Now, Dennis, what did you... Dennis, how do you like that? He locked himself out. <laughs> Oh, well, it's just... Come in. Well, Mr. Benny, I just come over to ask you if it would be all right... Dennis, you when I told I... you to close the door, I meant you should come in first. Oh. <laughs> now, uh, what did you want to ask me? If I could use your phone, our house is on fire. Now, Dennis, don't be silly. If your house is on fire, why would you come all the way to Beverly Hills to use the phone? I want the fireman to think I'm a big shot. <laughs> Dennis, close the door, will you? Just my luck. This time he stayed on the inside. Now, look, kid, I'm busy, so don't bother me with all these silly things you make up. Come on, Mayor, let's finish this inventory. Okay. Oh, is that what you're doing? Yes, yes. I thought you were cleaning house like my mother did the other day. I'm not cleaning house. Boy, did she get rid of a lot of stuff. She threw some old mm. curtains out of the living room, a broken rocking chair out of the bedroom, and she even took the moose head out of the shower. <laughs> now, Mary, let's... <laughs> Dennis. <clears throat> Dennis. She took what out of the shower? The moose head. <laughs> You're going to ignore that, eh, Mary? I certainly am. <laughs> hmm. My father put it there, but my mother... Wait a mother... minute, Dennis. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold it a minute. I know I'll regret asking you this. <laughs> but why would your father put a moose head in the shower? The other end would look silly. That I can understand. Now, Dennis, besides your house being on fire and your father being in a shower with a moose, what else is new? Well, I've been rehearsing my song all week. Would you like to hear it? I'd love to. Anything. Go ahead. Okay. Hold it a minute, Dennis. Yes, sir. Hello? Hello, Mr. Benny. This is Mel Blank. Oh, hello, Mel. What is it? Mr. Benny, I've been on your program for ten years now, and I ain't never complained before, but this time I gotta. What's the matter? It's about the part you got me playing in Sunday's show. Some part, oh, brother. Now, wait a minute, Mel. Sunday's program is about Thanksgiving, isn't it? Yeah. And what's the most important thing connected with Thanksgiving? A turkey. Well, that's the part you're playing. <laughs> well, I don't like it. Always you make me an animal. Why can't I have a talking part and be a human being? Look, Mel. Sometimes you make me a rabbit. A rabbit? What's up, Doc? Look, Mel. Or a woodpecker? Mel. <laughs> look, Mel. Mel, look, I'm busy. Once and... you even cast me as an English horse. 
An English horse? <laughs> Mel, I'm sorry, just that you have to play the parts that are needed. You may not realize it, Mr. Benny, but I'm pretty important to you. Important? Yeah, if it wasn't for me, you'd never get any place. What are you talking about? I wouldn't get any place. Every time you start that lousy Maxwell, I almost break a blood vessel going... <laughs> hmm. That's all the things I do on a program. Now I want some talking parts. I'm a human being. Now look, Mel... Either you stop this complaining or I'll let you go. You wouldn't fire me. All right, all right. But Sunday, you're playing a turkey, and that's final. Uh, what made you so mad at Mel, Jack? Oh, he's always complaining. I got a half a notion to fire him. You better not. He's too important to the show. Yeah, I guess you're right. Go ahead and sing, Dennis. Huh? Now, just sit down for a few minutes. I want to finish my inventory. We've got it all listed, boss, and you've got plenty of everything for the Thanksgiving dinner. Good. We won't have to do any shopping, then. How big a turkey did you get? Turkey? 
I knew I forgot something. You mean you forgot to buy the turkey? Yeah, but there's still plenty of time. Well, don't wait till the last minute. You ought to go and get one right now. Well, will you go with me, Mary? Sure, let's go. I'll stay here. Good, good. <laughs> Gee, Mary, we're having sure having a break in the weather lately. It's such a lovely day, you know? Yes, we usually do have good weather around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, Mary, look over there at those boys playing football. Hey, Joey, kick it to me now. They're nice kids, Mary. They're in my Beverly Hills Beavers Club, you know? The bigger one is Stevie Kent. His folks live on the corner. Every time I go for a walk, I stop and talk with him. Hey, Stevie! Throw the ball over here! Huh? Oh, Mr. Benny, here it comes. Look out! I think it's too high. You'll have to run for it. Faster! You better jump for it. Wow! What a catch! Say, that was a good catch, Mary. How'd you do it? I don't know, but you could buy me a new girdle for Christmas. I will, I will. See, Mr. Benny, you know, you haven't been to a single meeting of the Beavers Club since the 1st of September. I know, Stevie. It's unfortunate that you hold your meetings on Sunday afternoon because, you see, every Sunday I do a radio program and... Every third Sunday, I do a television show. Oh. Well, you know you get fined a nickel for every meeting you miss. I know. I've been trying to get my broadcast changed. (laughs) Well, we'll talk about it later. Come on, Mary. We better get down to the market. Gee, these supermarkets are so big, I always get lost in them. Jack, there's the poultry department over there. Oh, yes. Come on, Mary, let's walk over to the counter and we'll, uh... Hello, Mr. Benny! Well, Mr. Kessler! Mr. Kessler, what are you doing working in the poultry department? Well, I got the job on account of my uncle. Oh, he owns the market? No, I owe him money. <laughs> oh, well, look, Mr. Kitzel, I want to buy a turkey. Are they very expensive? Ooh, <laughs> You mean they're that high? Come here a minute. Huh? Step closer. (laughs) Do you know what turkeys are selling for today? No. Come a little closer. (laughs) Huh? Lean over a little. What? 63 cents a pound. Well, why did you have to bring me over there? I don't want the turkeys to get conceited. (laughs) Gee, 63 cents a pound. That's a lot of money for turkeys. Say, they got to leave too. (laughs) I suppose so. Say, Mary, look at those turkeys lying there, so cold and still. Just think, a few days ago they were happy, carefree, and gay. And now they're 63 cents. I mean, now they're dead. Mr. Kitzel, how old were these turkeys when they were killed? About eight months. Hmm. Didn't even have a chance to live. <laughs> I feel terrible. You'd feel a lot worse if they were 73 cents a pound. <laughs> I suppose so. But I don't know, Mary, when I see that turkey lying there like that, I, I can't help but think of its mother. Gee, how lonesome she must be. Don't worry, that's her laying right next to him. <laughs> Uh, say, Jack, while you're getting the turkey, I better shop around and get some things for the stuffing. 
I think I have everything at home, Mary. Uh, what about cracker crumbs? Plenty. Stale bread? Two loaves. Oysters? One can. Sage? Thirty-nine. What? Oh, oh, I thought... <laughs> I thought you said age. I mean, I thought... <laughs> yes, we have everything. Uh... Well, Mr. Benny, what's your pleasure, if I can be so pleasant? Well... <laughs> I'd like to get a live turkey, about 25 pounds. Live turkeys are over there, down by the end of the counter. Oh, yes, yes. I think I'll take that one on the right. It looks nice and plump. Put on your glasses. That's my wife. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Sorry. I wish I could get 63 cents a pound for her. <laughs> What? Nothing. I'm daydreaming. <laughs> now, Mr. Kitzel, what would you suggest? Well, if you want a nice live turkey, how is it about this one over here? <laughs> Say, Jack, this one's nice and plump. Oh, I've seen turkeys look plump, but they, they were all feathers. I'm going to feel this one myself. Hold still, turkey. <laughs> In your cold hands. <laughs> well, how much does this turkey weigh? About 160 pounds. I thought so. Why does this turkey weigh so much? He's also an English horse. <laughs> Mr. Kitzel, we'll take this turkey. Come on, turkey. Come on, I'll take you home. Come on, Mary. Jack, look out. The turkey's getting away. Quick, Mary, try to grab him. He's running out in the street. Jack, the car almost ran over the turkey and killed him. I'm sure glad it didn't. Mel Blanc is too important to this program. Yeah. Come on, Mary, let's go home. Jack, we'll be back in just a minute. Well, Rochester, the gang will be over this evening for Thanksgiving dinner. Is everything ready? Yes, sir. Then put the turkey in the oven. But, boss... Do as I say. Put the turkey in the oven. But, boss... Rochester, I'm telling you to put the turkey in the oven. Now, wait a minute. This has gone far enough. After all, I'm a human being. <laughs> oh, Mel, you spoiled the whole illusion. Good night, folks. The Jack Benny program was written by Sam Perrin, Milt Josephsberg, George Balzer, John Tackerberry, Al Gordon, Al Goldman, and produced and transcribed by Hilliard Marks. For the safety of your smile, use Pepsodent twice a day. See your dentist twice a year. This week, Pepsodent is proud to honor the men and women of our armed forces now in schools and colleges under the GI Bill of Rights. Tonight, Pepsodent brings to the student body of the University of Southern California The Pepsodent Show with Peggy Ryan and the surprise guest and starring Bob Hope.
do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is Bob broadcasting from the campus of the University of Southern California, Hope. Telling you students, don't be a sap, remove the cap and use Pepsodent on your trap. And you'll never have a gap in your map that'll frighten a co-ed off your lap. at USC. USC, that's an abbreviation meaning stop looking over my shoulder. I don't know what I'm doing either. <laughs> I've been playing army camps, but my sponsor wanted me to appear at a college this week. He thought it'd be nice if I did a show from someplace I've never been. <laughs> college, that's where you learn how to make money like Crosby after spending four years dressing like him. But it's a thrill to be here. They elected a campus queen today, and I'd like to catch the guy who cast ten ballots for me. <laughs> I wanted these kids to think I was hep, so I pulled out my shirt tail, rolled up my pants, and whipped down to the campus in a hot rod. Just as I passed the corner, a co-ed hollered, Hey, fella, UCLA is the other way. <laughs> And when I arrived here, the faculty invited me over for tea. They were going to give me something a little stronger than tea, but the chemistry class didn't have it finished in time. <laughs> Some of the students attending USC live with their folks. The rest write home for it. And... <laughs> and they call the boys men of Troy after the ancient days when the Greeks crawled into a horse and took over Troy. Now 20 of them climb into a convertible and take over Santa Monica. <laughs> I went to USC myself, the United School of Chiropody. <laughs> of course, we never had homecomings. Once a year, we just took off our shoes and wiggled our big toes. <laughs> I started out as a freshman in college, and in two months, I was a senior in high school. <laughs> I was known as a very sharp student. Cutting classes was my specialty. Should have <laughs> cut that joke. But I, uh, I was a fraternity man for a while, then I decided it would be more fun to wear my own clothes. And while I was in school, things were always missing from the lockers. I wasn't exactly responsible, but the minute I went out with a girl, everybody started calling her Yolanda. <laughs> I wasn't exactly responsible, but the minute I went out with a girl, everybody started calling her. <laughs> My school was co-educational. In fact, that's what I majored in. I liked those... <laughs> I like those co-ed type of sweaters. I noticed one on a girl, and it wasn't exactly big, but it's the first time I ever saw anybody wear a sweater in Los Angeles while her mother was still knitting it in Pomona. <laughs> and Saturday, they're having the big game with UCLA here, and I won't say they're football crazy, but I bent over to tie my shoe on the campus this morning, and the next thing I knew, I was getting a bird's-eye view of Los Angeles. No matter how many toothpaste you've tried, no matter how good a job you think your present brand is doing, change now to Pepsodent toothpaste. And in just one week, see if you don't find new brightness in your teeth, new sparkle in your smile. You see, Pepsodent, and only Pepsodent, 
contains irium, the exclusive cleansing ingredient. And Pepsid and toothpaste with irium removes the film that makes your teeth look dull. It loosens film and floats it away quickly, easily, safely. Because it removes film, Pepsid and toothpaste with irium brings new brightness to your teeth. No wonder more people than ever before use Pepsid and toothpaste today. No wonder it's number one with the armed forces. So forget other brands you've tried. Change to Pepsid and toothpaste with irium, and in just one week, see the difference. See if your teeth don't feel cleaner, look brighter. See how it uncovers the natural brilliance of your smile. Ask for refreshing Pepsid and toothpaste, because Pepsidant and only Pepsidant contains irium. Miriam, dear Miriam, now she's heard of Miriam. Yes. Hello. Come, number. Oh, oh. Hello. Come, number. Oh, oh. So, folks, just say like Miriam. You're there. <laughs> I'd say that I had to bring a fever, but I know it isn't a parade. I am starry-eyed and vaguely discontented, like a gale without a song to sing. Oh, why should I have a suffering fever? When it is a dear I keep wishing I were someone else walking down a strange nursery. <laughs> Hearing words that I have never heard from a girl I have yet to be. Have I met you somewhere before? Taurus. <laughs> I'm as busy as a spider spinning a daydream. I'm as giddy as a baby on a swing. Whee! 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 I haven't seen a crocus or a rosebud or a robin on the way. Ah, but I feel so gay. Get a better car to play, when I know that it might as well be spring. Ah, it might as well, it might as well be, it might as well be spring. It could be winter, summer, autumn, almost any other thing. So it might as well be a safari.
That was Jerry Colonna singing It Might As Well Be Spring. I don't know about the springs, but he should really got a mattress. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to meet a young lady who was with us two weeks ago and is back again tonight for a little postgraduate work. Universal's Danny Dynamo, Miss Peggy Ryan, right here. Thank you, student. You know, Mr. Hope, I'd go for these college men. Do I was out with one last night, and I found out what that SC stands for. Studious Collegians? <laughs> no, Smooch and Charlie's. <laughs> well, you have these boys all wrong, Peggy. Why, they're no more interested in girls than I am. <laughs> I can't understand it. It sounded right at rehearsal. <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of fun tonight, Bob. Some of the girls invited me to their sorority dance here. Oh, it sounds exciting. Good, because I wanted you to take me. You're asking me to go to the dance with you? Yeah, we had a talk and decided somebody had to bring a chaperone. <laughs> Bob, do you what? think you'll enjoy dancing with a shorty like me? I hardly come up to your lips. That's all right, as long as you come up often enough. <laughs> is over, I'll just stay at the sorority house, Bob. Well, why don't you let me take you home? I'd love to. Really? I didn't know the streetcars ran that late. Well, the motorman's my director out at Paramount during the day. Hello, Maggie. Hello, Bob. Well, Francis Langford, look at her. me to a sorority dance tonight. Oh, Bob, you're too old for these college girls. What are you talking about, Francis? Why, every time I dance with a co-ed, she practically swoons. Bob, they're not swooning. They're just punchy from sniffing that Sloan's liniment. <laughs> Maybe you're right, Francis. Maybe I would feel out of place at a college dance. Yeah, it's really a shame you didn't go to college, Bob. It does an awful lot for a man. A freshman comes to USC green and crude, and four years later, he leaves the college a worldly, polished senior. Well, let's show the folks... <laughs> let's show the folks the difference. First, I'll play the green freshman with Peggy as my girl. Some freshman music, Ken. Well, here I am, a freshman at USC. I think I'll ankle down to the Union Soda Shop and see if I can get me a date with a sophomore. I sure go for them sophisticated women. Gee, I'm glad I shaved tonight. It's more fun than rinsing the soap off the regular way. Ah, <laughs> uh, but it's great being a freshman. The upperclassmen treat you with such respect. It's a pleasure to pay the tuition. Get off the sidewalk, you bum. Wonder if I can get a refund. <laughs> this looks like the union. I better go in. Oop. Gee, this college life is really rough. Even the revolving doors paddle you. <laughs> hey, there's a cute pigeon perched up at the counter. Looks like she might be flying in messages from Cupid. She's wearing one of those sloppy Joe sweaters, too. Hiya, drag. Hiya, fag. <laughs> Sit down. Tell me, are you a freshman? That's up to you. <laughs> uh, what's a stoop like you doing in college anyway? Well, it ain't my fault. I didn't intend to go to college. Well, what are you doing here, then? On my last birthday, somebody gave me a pipe. Hey, how do you like my new pork pie hat? Oh, I don't know. I think you left it in the oven too long. I've been worried about my exams. They told me that no-dose would help me with my studies, but it isn't doing me any good. Oh, well, no wonder you're supposed to swallow it, not rub it on the pages. <laughs> Why don't you study the same thing you studied in high school? I can't. She ain't here. 
do you say, pretzel puss? Want to buy me a Coke? No, I'm too young to get engaged. <laughs> I'm still thirsty. I think I'll get me a root beer this time. Hey, crumb bum, bring me a root beer and snap it up, you hear? Okay, wise guy, here it is. Oh! Keep coming, Robert. There's still some more ice in your hair. And now, four years later, we find the same couple, polished seniors. Gee, I can hardly believe it. Here I am, a senior. I wonder if I should take another walk past the girls' dormitory. <laughs> On second thought, maybe I'd better not to make such a fuss over me. <laughs> My reflexes are in a strange and turbulent mood tonight. I feel wild. I think I'll go over to the library and read the unabridged dictionary. <laughs> no. No. No, that's too dashing. I... I think I'll go over to the Union for a snack. I hate to go in the union. It's always full of such raucous characters. But I have my duty to ask thee. Here I go. Dad, someday I'm going to strike that thing back. <laughs> Gracious, it's just as crowded as I expected. Hey, bud, here's a stool for you. Two, please. I'm a senior. Well, Francine, darling, I thought that delightful aroma was familiar. Tell me, what is it? Chanel number five. Hmm. <laughs> you have a definite smell about you. What is it? Chemistry lab number 1A. <laughs> oh, boy. One ice cream cone, please. One ice cream cone for the two of us? We'll share it. You may eat from the big end. <laughs> Here's your cone. One moment, my good man. You had your thumb in the ice cream. Well, I can't stand here all night. Hurry up and finish licking it. That strawberry or your nail polish. Excuse me, Francine. I think I'll move over to this other stool. Goodness, Ronald, I wish you'd wear a smaller Phi Beta Kappa key. <laughs> oh, don't be ridiculous. It saves me the bother of carrying a cane. By the way, old Bean, how about marrying me? You want me to marry you? Yes, yeah, should we give it a whirl? Well, I don't want to hurt your feelings, Ronald, but I really consider you the ugliest, stupidest, most hopelessly half-witted... I have two tickets to the Rose Bowl game. You have? I now pronounce you man and wife till death, or you say L.A., do you part? Agree. You wanted to walk 
can I nod in my head as I breathlessly said to me? I left you standing under stars the days that ventures are through. There's nothing for me but the dream in my heart and the dream in my heart. And stick around till we hear from our surprise guest star. How about you, Mr. Niles? That's your name, Wendell Niles? Yes, right. thank you very much. Step in and tell it, Dad. That's your racket. Tell it. Despite years of faithful brushing, despite any other toothpaste you've tried, see if your teeth are noticeably brighter in just one week after you change to Pepsodent toothpaste. You see, Pepsodent toothpaste contains irium the exclusive cleansing ingredient. Pepsodent toothpaste with irium removes the film that makes your teeth look dull. It loosens film and floats it away quickly, easily, safely. Brings new brilliance to your teeth. So forget other brands you've tried. Change to Pepsodent toothpaste. And in just one week, see the difference in the brightness of your teeth, the sparkle of your smile. Ask for refreshing Pepsodent toothpaste, because Pepsodent and only Pepsodent contains irium. Dear Miriam, dear Miriam, now she's heard of irium, so the telephone ring is a busy thing. Well, I'm Hello. Right Some number. Right here. Hello. Some number. Uh-oh. So folks just say like Miriam, you Excitement here on the Southern California campus is building to a tense peak go, as homecoming week and the football season race toward Saturday's climax. The excitement has spread to Bob. He has decided to join the Southern California squad. Upon... <laughs> Upon hearing that Bob is to play football for Southern California, the president of the university is aghast. He says, Exactum gast, ex bellum, or in English, get that spook out of here. <laughs> Ha ha ha! 
When Frances Langford was asked to comment on Bob playing football for USC, she said... I'm very proud. After all, why shouldn't I be? He borrowed my bloomers. <laughs> we... we now take you to the USC locker room where the coach, Rufus von Cravath-Colona... Giving the team a pep talk before the game. The coach is speaking. All right, men. Quiet. Quiet. Quiet! Who's the jackass doing all that brand? <laughs> Silly me. Quite a nickel one here, isn't there? Listen, men. We're going out there to play football today. We're going to play hard. We're going to play for all we're worth. But above all, we're going to play fair. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't applaud. Don't applaud. Give that cement a chance to harden around your brass knuckles. Come <laughs> Colonna, are you the football coach here? That's right, Hope. J. Crossbar Colonna. <laughs> football coach, lover of clean sport, a champion of fair play. Also answers to all examinations, so cheap. <laughs> Professor, you're non-compass medicine. I know, they just pledged me yesterday. <laughs> well, that's all, men. Now get in there and win for dear old UCLA. UCLA, Kelowna, this is USC. It is? Of course. Oh, silly bee. Must have got on the wrong bus this morning. <laughs> All right, now, men. Get dressed. It's almost game time. Okay, coach. Up. Bob, give me a hand with my uniform. Yeah, say, skin, look at you. The last time I saw you undressed, you were just skin and bone. Was I? Yeah, what happened to the skin? <laughs> ah, stop kibitzing, Bob. I got to strap on this chest protector. Where? Skinny Ennis wearing a chest protector. That's funny. Hey, what's so funny about it? You wear a helmet... You got the band writing material for you now All right, Ben, we're about to go on the field Now, here are my final plans Niles, you play left tackle Ennis, you play center And hope you stay in the car and keep the motor running <laughs> Wrong plan <laughs> We're ready, coach Fine, remember, men, I've got it all fixed No matter what you do to the referee the referee won't stop the play. The referee won't stop the play? How come? I just stole the bean out of his whistle. <laughs> now, you, now I've got my final surprise. I've got a new player here for the backfield. New player? Yeah. Say something, Flash. Bologna, <laughs> a cow? You're going to put a cow in our backfield? Sure. Think how confused I'll get trying to figure out whether she's carrying the ball or not. Coach, could we kind of hurry out on the field? I might have a chance to speak to my girl, Frances. Oh, is she here? Yeah, I gave her a couple of tickets so she could bring her little nephew, Junior, otherwise known as Red Skelton. Was it nice of Bob to give us the ticket? I don't know, Aunt Frances. Goodness, this is awful high up, isn't it? <laughs> I can't stand the heights. I'm getting dizzy. I think I'm going to black out or something. Now, Junior, we aren't that high up. We ain't, huh? <laughs> A P-38 gets passed underneath. Well, there's the team coming out on the field. There's Bob. He must have the most important player on the team. He's the only one that's got a bucket. 
Which, which one is he? Which one is he? He's the one I'm pointing at. Oh, what a cute little face. <laughs> Handy, too. He can point without using his fingers. <laughs> Put on a nose guard without you offside. Ah, <laughs> Junior! Oh, Robert! Yoo-hoo. Wait, let me whistle at him. I'll whistle let him know he's here. <laughs> well, there goes the last of me baby teeth. <laughs> Gee, now I won't have no use for that tube of uh, peptidin he promised me, will I? Here he comes. Up here, Robert. Oh, hello, Francis. Say, your face looks very pretty today. Yeah, ain't she pretty? You'd never know her face was warmed over from last night, would you? <laughs> How are you, Bob? Oh, Bob, this is my little nephew, Junior. I had to bring him along to the game with me. Oh, what's the matter? Haven't you got a deep freeze locker? <laughs> well, hello, hello, hello. Ah, oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Junior, now say hello to Robert Hope. I don't want to. I said, say hello. You let me ignore him or I will bang my head against a cement wall. I will... Stop banging your head on that wall. Do you want to chip the cement? <laughs> come here, I want to talk to you. I'd like to dunk you in DDT. Come no, here no. a second. Come <laughs> here. Hey, you let me go. Let come me, come me here, go. Come let here. go of my arm. Let go of my arm. Robert, stop pulling his arm. I'm not pulling his arm. I'm just holding on. He's doing the pulling. Now, now, don't you hold me. Don't, don't you hit me. <laughs> I'm not going to hit you. I think you're very cute, and I want you to pat you on the back for it. That's all. Who <laughs> hit me? You brought me with a back. You brought me back. I didn't touch your back. I tapped you on the shoulder blade. You, you didn't cut yourself, did you? <laughs> hey, hurry up. Get out of the field. The game is about to start. Hey, I want to play football, too. Huh? What do you mean play football, too? I want all to right. play. Hey, hope. Pacify this pest. Let him kick the ball. All right. Here, Junior. Now, oh, I hear I'll hold the ball and you kick it. <laughs> Trusting old soul, ain't you? <laughs> okay, you ready? Here I come. Little nearsighted, ain't you, kid? <laughs> For the memory of USC, our host, known from coast to coast, Elastic Famer College Game, your deeds deserve a toast. And we thank you so much. Thank you very much, Peggy Ryan. And we want to thank Red Skelton, who played the part of Junior, for being with us tonight. I'll drop in on your show next week, Red. You know, Red Skelton has just finished serving a hitch in Uncle Sam's hospital ship's company. And we want to wish you every success when you start back in the air next Tuesday with your own show for Raleigh Cigarettes. And thanks a lot. And thanks to President Rufus Beek von Kleinsmith, Arnold Eddy, and Bill Chapman. And all you students for a swell evening here at the University of Southern California. You know, folks, a lot of guys who were out digging foxholes not long ago were here at USC under the GI Bill of Rights, digging for an education that got nipped when the nips went berserk in 41. These are the kids who pulled us out when we were bogged down to the axle. Now it's our turn to pull them for a while. And if we're loaded with bonds, we're pulling. But if the moths flew back in our wallets on VJ Day, we're not only taking a free ride, we're dragging our feet. The G.I. Bill of Rights is America's promise to the serviceman, a promise to make up a little of that time and opportunity he lost when he fought to keep this the land of opportunity. Victory bonds are the teeth in that promise, but to give it a full set of teeth, everybody has to buy bonds. You know, there's a song that goes, good, 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 that's you, that's you, when the U.S. government makes a promise that expects 140 million of us to make it good, because the U.S. government missed it, that's you, that's you. Good night. President has presented Bob Hope broadcasting from the campus of the University of Southern California. 
This is Wendell Niles reminding you to always use Pepsodent, the product that's number one with the men and women in the service. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 